Hello, this is Emily Gower, your host for your Extraordinary Life podcast, where my heartfelt mission is to inspire you to find your purpose, create the career and the life that you dream of, and truly manifest the extraordinary future that you deserve. Let's dive in and let's start the next episode where I'm going to be helping you to fulfill your soul's calling on earth and mastering the life that you desire. Hello and welcome to our next episode together. Of course, this is Emily Gower and welcome to our topic about the eight keys to wealth. Now, I bet that you hit play on this episode because you would love more money, more wealth and more abundance in your life. Good news. That is exactly what this topic is all about. We are going to be covering what I believe are the eight significant keys to wealth. In other words, the eight things that we really need to have mastery on in order to create that prosperity in our life. And I love this topic. In fact, financial mastery is weirdly one of my favorite topics because I know how relevant money mastery is to fulfilling our dream. Now, for so many people, money is a block. But it doesn't have to be for you. I mean, you know that a lot of people have money struggles, financial issues, but working on our relationship with money and how we manage money is vital. And I do believe it is a lifelong journey. You don't suddenly have it figured out and then you're done forever. I think you're constantly refining. And as we lean into our our finances, lean into our money, give them love, this is how we experience greater relief, greater opportunities, greater wealth in the financial area of life. So absolutely love this topic and cannot wait to share it with you. Now, my intention in this podcast is, as I said, to share with you eight areas that I believe you can work on regularly to help you with your financial mastery and ultimately with your wealth building. And I believe that you deserve that. So I actually am going to open with that thought that you truly do deserve greater financial wealth, no matter where you've been, no matter where you've come from, no matter what you've done or not done, you deserve wealth. And so I want to just encourage you to embody that and bring that into yourself and into your heart right now. Let's start the eight keys to wealth with a feeling of self-worth. So So I do want to say that I have certainly gone through a huge transformation over the years of my own life when it relates to money. So when I first really started out on my path at sort of 19, 20 years old, I didn't really care so much about money. I just wanted to do what I loved. That was the number one priority for me. I wanted to have a career and a work life that lit my heart up, that really fulfilled me. And it wasn't really until probably age 26 or 27 that I started to think seriously about wealth building. And because I had started my business in 2013, I went from a sole trader to a company. I now had to learn about money and finance in a new way. And in those first few years of owning my business, I really had some struggles with money, you know, with sometimes with revenue, but I had debts that I needed to pay out on credit cards mostly. I had a few loans. I had some kind of tax struggles and tax issues. And through all of my ups and downs and adversities around money, I had to learn to value it, to respect it and to manage it. And over that journey of having those ups and downs, I started to love it. And then I saw firsthand and experienced it and felt it, the difference that it made when I started to unlock these eight keys for myself, when I started to implement more mastery in this area and to own my power and my influence around money. So 
I know how powerful it can be. My goal here is to, it is extremely practical. I will say that this episode is probably one of the more practical episodes on this particular podcast, but my goal is to share with you these eight areas that I work on, I've worked on and I work on regularly. And I hope that it will inspire you to really get your finances in order to give your money the love that it needs. And I will say also, this is a bit of a bonus podcast in a way, because I usually only share this inside my business programs and my money mindset programs to empower my, my clients and my customers to really like embody financial power. So getting a little bit of a special treat in this particular episode. And my intention is to assess, you know, to have you assess where you are as you listen through the eight keys and to provide you with a bit of structure as you move forward. So I'm going to cover quite a lot. Now, I do need to do a disclaimer just for protection purposes for myself and also for you that I am not a financial professional. I am not trained to be a financial advisor or an accountant or any other type of individual in the finance space. So please, uh, anything that you hear in this particular podcast episode, please check with your financial team and a trained professional before you implement anything. Having said that, what I'm going to share, it is fairly simple and straightforward. Uh, This is essentially what I've done for myself that has helped me to get a better understanding around money so I could start to master it for myself. So this is me simply sharing from my personal experience of what has benefited me. And I will absolutely leave um, the power and responsibility with you to decide how you are going to apply this and use this in your own life. And of course, as I said, please do discuss any of this with your trained professionals that you need to. So the goal here, again, is just to help you assess where you are and to have you understand what you can do for yourself. Now, when it came to building wealth, I had a couple of mentors of mine, Dr. John Demartini in particular, who encouraged financial mastery and to learn to value money and to understand it. And I'm immeasurably grateful for that today because of the difference that it's already made in my life. And I know that this will continue to make a difference as the years go forward. But I felt quite overwhelmed when I say, oh, you know, build wealth. You should build wealth for yourself or, you know, take care of your money. I remember many years ago, more than 10 years ago, I remember thinking to myself, what does that actually mean? So if I was going to master my money and unlock wealth, what would that actually look like? And so what I did was I identified eight areas. I sometimes call them pillars. In this podcast episode, we're calling them keys, but essentially eight things that I could work on that would help me to quantify my financial area of life and put some order and structure in place. And so this is where the eight pillars came from is purely out of my own experience. And we're now going to run through these together one by one. And the first key to building wealth or the keys to wealth is around making money. So we just say pillar one is making money. So this is the first area that I believe we need to master in order to bring more wealth into our life. It is all about increasing income and earning the income we would love. So this is about serving people. For many of you, it's probably about growing a business. It's how do we reach and help more people or how do we reach and help the right people? It's about offering products. Sometimes it's about programs. For some people, it's also about working in the job that they really enjoy. Making money can also be about diversifying income sources. So you have more than one income stream can also be about increasing your gross revenue or your amount of the amount of income and the amount of money that's flowing into your life. 
So this is what this first key is all about. And even as we start talking about this, you're thinking about how much money you're currently making. I want you to start to imagine new ways that you could improve this for yourself. How could we have you master this key around making money? See, when you really master this for yourself, imagine what this is like to know that you can make money whenever you need to and you can really take off that financial glass ceiling and earn the amount of money that you dream of, right? This provides you with an enormous amount of freedom but also a sense of personal power. Naturally, it decreases stress because one of the biggest reasons people are stressed financially is they don't have enough coming in to cover their outgoings. Now, we also can talk about outgoings, but... This is ultimately where a lot of people have stress because they're reducing their life to fit inside their bank balance instead of increasing their bank balance to allow them the life that they want. So making money when you master this key for yourself is incredibly powerful. And the way that I relate to this is that the money I earn is a reflection of the relationships that I have built, the lives that I have touched and the value that I have provided. And this can really help you to transcend any Uh, you know, meekness or sheepishness or guilt around earning money is that you are helping people change their lives. You are offering a solution of some kind, some value that can help them to experience a better life for themselves. This is a service-based focus. And this is all, again, around key number one, which is making money. Now let's move on. When we have this flow on making money, now you have more money coming into your life. Now, the next key is all about managing money. Now, sometimes, especially with a lot of modern day business coaches, there's sort of a push about making more. Like we just need to make more money and more money and more money. But it's actually how you manage the money that you earn that can be real the difference really between wealth and poverty or between having an abundance and feeling that you have enough and then never feeling that you have enough and struggling. And it's critically important that you learn how to manage your money and manage it the way that works best for your goals. So when it comes to managing money and you're mastering this key, we're talking about expense tracking. So knowing exactly what your expenses are personally and also in your business on a weekly, monthly and yearly basis. It's also about trimming those expenses. So we have an appointment set up in my calendar every quarter. We run through every expense in my business Uh, because my business has more costs than I do personally, and we trim them and we ask, is there anything I can reduce? Managing money is also about saving and investing, which we'll talk about in a moment. It's also about having like an expense calendar. So knowing when things are coming out, it's about budgeting. So it's everything that you do, how you structure your bank accounts, everything that you do to manage your money. And a lot of people don't really have a a money management approach. They have one bank account, The money comes in and then the expenses come out and then whatever you've got left is whatever you've got left. It's a kind of a terrible approach to managing money. I think this causes a lot of stress for people in their life. So managing money is crucial because it gives you that control and a sense of flow and you can slow things down a little bit when you have a great money management system in place. And this was crucial for me, especially when I had my business, to start to divide the cash flow down into different bank accounts, to have a percentage breakdown of how much we put into each account when it hits our our business bank account. It's just about understanding, you know, putting these management approaches in place made all the difference for me um, professionally and personally. So when you have this, the money management mastered, you get to keep more of what you earn. You will stay on top of things like tax. 
you'll break your big goals down into achievable steps and you'll be able to plan ahead. This is absolutely life-changing when you really manage your money and you're confident with the way that you're managing it. Because see, you're giving your money a purpose and it will give you that increased sense of order and calm. And it reminds me of the quote that I heard from Martini, where he says, when you manage money wisely, you get more money to manage. And I love that quote around money management. So now we have uh, key number three, which is about saving money. So I would say that saving saves you. <laughs> so when you says it could be about saving 10% of your income off the top, it could just be about staying really diligent to your saving plans, having you know saving goals for your short-term, mid-term, long-term, making sure that you increase your savings, maybe quarterly, um, putting your savings in the right bank accounts. This is incredibly important. So this is about you taking care of yourself. Cash is king. One of my friends said that to me years ago. I never forgot it. He said, cash is king. Liquid cash is so powerful. Not many people have enough cash liquidity to keep themselves safe, to keep themselves out of trouble and to keep themselves calm. And that creates all this volatility and anxiety. Cash provides options and freedom, and it gives you a stable psychology for everything else in your life. Relationships, investing, growing your business, changing your career. Saving gives you this backing and support in your life. And I've noticed the difference when I started many years ago, saving a personal cash cushion. And then I built one in my business and I have little pockets of cash sitting everywhere. It makes me far more stable and poised and present in my day-to-day life. So saving is the key number three. Key number four is about investing. And this is absolutely a topic where I will not advise you what investments I think are best. You're going to need to research and choose for yourself how you're going to set your money up to make money for you. Ultimately, this is about growing what they call passive income. It's about diversifying your income streams through investments. Could be property, could be stocks. I know people that are invested in both. Obviously, there's cryptocurrencies if you feel inspired by that. It's about exploring investment opportunities, managing risk factors, knowing your risk profile, and having a long-term investing plan, right? So when it comes to mastering this, this will provide you with gradual freedom from any kind of day-to-day work or tasks that you do not want to do. So I say every time I put money into my investments, which I do every week, so like every Saturday morning, there's a portion of my money goes straight into my investments, uh, you are buying your time freedom. I mean, yes, you're buying yourself a comfortable retirement where you'll have everything you need later on in life, but it's also about your quality of life now. If you're diligent and you have the right strategy, you can achieve financial independence in the next 10 to 15 years. I don't think it's ever too late to start working towards this. Um, But, you know, the next best time to start other than 10 years from from now is today. (laughs) So so you want to do you want to do it now. Sorry, it's the other way around. The next best time um, other than today is to basically start tomorrow. So as soon as possible when it comes to investing, it's all about making your money make money for you. And that is key number four. It's all about investing. So my my suggestion around this is to find the invest, investment pathway that suits you best. So really do your research and, and trust your intuition as well. Listen to different people, collect a bunch of information and decide which pathway is going to be the best one for you with your life. So I know, you know, full transparency, I don't invest in property. I don't do property developments. Um, that's just not a pathway I have at the moment. I'm all stocks and shares and bonds. 
and I'll probably have the majority of my wealth portfolio in stocks and shares and bonds and also liquid cash probably for the rest of my life. And that's me. I've picked my pathway because I researched and looked at different avenues. I see what's involved realistically, and that's helped me to make choices around how I'm going to invest. Property may come on the scene a little bit later on, but it's just all about choosing your investing pathway. So then you have key number five to wealth, which is debt repayment. And I do want to cover this because I know that most people have some kind of debt, whether it's a mortgage that they're paying down or maybe several investment properties or they have like credit cards or loans. And so this key is all about consolidating debt and making sure you have a plan to consolidate your debts. So it could involve setting your debt-free dates, like your targets for when you want to pay out each debt. It could be about actively paying down your debts, even accelerating debt repayment. And, and I think this is particularly important, making plans for your money after your debt is paid. So I remember when I reached a debt-free moment, it was the first time in my adult life that I'd been debt-free since I was 19. So it was like more than 10 years of having some kind of debt, whether it was a loan or a credit card or a tax bill or something, right? So I hit this debt-free moment and I thought, oh, it's going to be this big, significant turning point in my life. Um, It was an amazing achievement and I was very grateful for myself for being persistent about it. But it didn't really rapidly change my life on the spot. All I did was reroute that money into my saving and investing portfolio. (laughs) So, and then I got on with my life. I went back to work. I got back to my business. And so I had, but I had plans for that money. I knew that as soon as I'd finished uh, paying out those debts, I knew exactly what I was going to do with it. I was growing my savings and investments. So it's about having a plan. Otherwise you might end up accumulating more debts, but it is important to have that. And, you know, paying out debts and really having a strategy towards this, ultimately it's about lightening the load financially to give you more freedom and more options. It is a way of thanking the people who invested in you, who loaned you the money, but ultimately it's about clearing the past, seeing the end in sight, and then ultimately, yes, being able to accelerate things like savings and investments, being able to increase lifestyle as well. So that is um, key number five is all about debt repayment. Then you have key number six, which is insurance. And as I said, it's a very practical episode, (laughs) all about money mastery, but vitally important just to check these boxes for yourself. Um, And key number six is about insurance. So this is just checking, doing a review. Do I have all the insurance policies that I can get and that I would need and benefit from? So life insurance, income protection insurance, health insurance, home and contents, um, professional indemnity insurance, whatever it is that you need. So it's just checking in intuitively going, oh, hey, I don't really have the right health insurance right now. Okay, let's address it. Let's get it done. It's better to have it and then not have it. And it's about giving you peace of mind. I know some people have different opinions about insurance, but my feeling about it is still better to have it than not. Now, of course, when you're talking about things like life insurance, you're now getting into very serious issues about taking care of your loved ones after you pass on, whether you have children or other family cleaning up your affairs. Um, it's all about also about legal protection, you know, and it's all insurance is all about the just in case, but it is a significant key to wealth because without the right insurance, you can undermine your own wealth by ending up in a, a bad situation that you don't have any protection for. So or a challenging situation. So insurance is key number um, seven, oh, sorry, key number six. And now we go into the last two, which are all about contribution. And key number seven is contribution during your life. So this means the ways in which you would love to contribute before you actually die. So, and that sounds really morbid. I don't mean it in such a morbid way, but this is thinking about on a, on a month to month or a year to year basis, contributions that you would love to make in your name. So is it regular donations to charities, 
Is it contributing money to good causes, being involved in fundraising? So you're going to know and you're going to answer this really from your heart, not what you feel obligated to do, but what you actually value. What do you want to contribute to? And the the real, I think, beauty of having contribution financially during your life is that it gives you a connection with humanity. There's something very special about it where it enables you to connect with and contribute to meaningful causes and it can create heart opening moments and a greater appreciation for your own wealth because you are in a position to be able to help somebody else. And now for some people, this will also give them a really good drive for wealth creation because they say, well, I'm now really inspired to earn even more money because I've got a cause that I'm working for. And this can be like the fuel to some people's jet engine. <laughs> so <clears throat> it can be very inspiring to, to really get clear on this for yourself. What kind of contribution would I love to make during my life? And I have a really beautiful story just to illustrate this before we dive into key number eight. And it's about a girlfriend of mine, Lareb. And I do believe I've spoken about Lareb before on one of my podcast episodes. Um, Lareb is a med school student. She's in Pakistan. And for about, I've known Lareb for, gosh, more than five years now. And when I first contacted her, she was trying to pass the entrance exam to get into med school. It took her four years to pass that exam, four attempts, I should say, to pass that exam. And it was really difficult, like really difficult exam. And she kept failing and she was struggling with it. And then she finally passed the exam. And then the universities, without any any warning really, doubled the rate. They doubled the entrance fees because they're not regulated the way we are in Australia and other countries like the UK and the USA and Canada, for, ex- for example. And so what happened was Lareb was then, you know, a week and a half out from meeting to pay the fees and she was $7,000 short of her goal. And I asked her one day, I said, you know, it seems like something's bothering you. This was in January 2021. And she said, yes. She told me what the deal was and I sat there and I remember thinking to myself, I cannot let $7,000, I can't let money be the reason that she doesn't get to go to medical school. This is crazy. I mean, she she got in finally. And so I decided that we would raise the money or attempt to raise the money. I put out a beautiful heartfelt letter on my social media accounts and within three days, we had raised $7,000. There was 35 people that contributed some contributions were $30. Other people put in like, you know, $1,000, including myself. I put in money as well. And we raised that money for her and we sent it to Pakistan. And I always get goosebumps. It was such a feel-good story. And now, you know, two and a half years, something years later, Lareb is now third year med school and, you know, flowing and doing really well, by the way. She's an incredible human being. She'll make a phenomenal doctor. The world is, you know, blessed to have her in it. And it was such an inspiring contribution. This is really what contribution is about for me, is helping people on their path in a way where they don't have any other way to get that help. I absolutely love this. Part of my vision is dream building grants. This will be something that I, I would definitely do with my wealth when I'm, or a portion of my wealth when I'm, you know, probably much older. Um, maybe there will be a way to, to include this as part of my business today. I don't know, but contribution where we get to help somebody else on their path of purpose for me is highly meaningful And so I share that to inspire you because everybody who was involved in helping to pay for her medical school for her entrance fees, nearly everybody said that it was so satisfying and and they felt so blessed to be in a position where they could make a contribution. And that moved me a lot. I felt incredibly touched by that. And we had, you know, celebration parties and we got her in on Zoom and we did a beautiful session with all of us together. It was just one of the most meaningful things I've ever done in my life. So 
That is what key number seven is about. It's about contribution from your heart, working out what your course is going to be during your lifetime. And lucky number eight, key number eight, last but certainly not least, is all about your legacy. And this is essentially estate planning and having a will in place and making sure you have the proper legal documentation to protect your assets and to distribute your wealth and your possessions after you pass away, which I hope is in many, 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 many years away for you. And this could be, you know, further donations to charities, particular gifts and, you know, possessions that you want to have passed on to somebody. It's about what you want to have done with your financial wealth that you've accumulated. But having a greater cause for your wealth beyond your life, right? This is incredibly important. And as I've been going through the process of, you know, updating my will, putting a state plan in place, I realize that when you put your estate in place and you have a plan for your legacy, you are energetically saying to the universe, this is the wealth I'm going to accumulate. And you are protecting that in advance. You are valuing the money and the assets that you already have today. So very powerful key to mastering wealth. It gives your money a purpose. In fact, all of the eight keys that we have just covered are about giving your money a purpose. So making money is about you sharing your purpose with the world and earning money in exchange. Managing money is about being purposeful with the way that you organize your cash. Saving money and investing money are about bringing that growth energy and that purpose towards a cause into your finances on a week-to-week basis. Debt repayment is about lightening the load so you can live your purpose more fully. Insurance is protection around that. And then contribution and legacy, this is all about your cause in life. This is about you having having that you know, purposeful energy around every aspect of your finances. And this is why I wanted to share this topic and this content in this episode is, again, to help you to really embody wealth. So as I said, I know, highly practical episode, but my hope is that it's giving you some thoughts and ideas. You might be thinking about your own finances going, ooh, I need to tweak and improve that. And it is a journey. This is not something that you just master it overnight and then you're done. As I said right at the start of the episode, it's a journey. You journey with money all the way from, usually from being a young adult, all the way through to the end of your life. So let's lean in, give your money some love, bring it some structure, get things organized and keep refining it. I have an appointment in my calendar every Friday morning. I just keep on refining my finances uh, one week at a time. I have thoughts all the time. I think, oh, I might just improve that or tweak that or this is not working. Let's fix this. And I'm constantly doing this because I know that, you know, improving the way that I make money, manage money, save it, invest it, you know, protect it, you know, my cause for it. I know that this is crucially important and it is for you too. So I hope you've enjoyed that very deep episode talking all about money. Uh, If you would love to give me your feedback or have any aha moments about this, just contact me on social media. I love to hear from you. I love to hear your feedback to let me know which podcast episodes you liked. And also, if there are any other podcast episode topics that you think this would be great, I would love Emily to dive into that. Then again, just um, tag me on any kind of social media, inbox me and either myself or one of my team members will find that message and we'll connect with you. And I would love to do that. So until next time, uh, I will see you. Please take care of yourself, be inspired and continue to create the extraordinary life that you deserve. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life. I can't wait to share even more inspiration with you in our next episode. If you would love even more guidance to help you to create your extraordinary life, 
then be sure to follow me on other social media platforms, including Instagram and YouTube, and of course, Facebook, so that I can share with you daily inspiration and tips and wisdom that is going to inspire you to live boldly in pursuit of your purpose. If you type me in as Emily Gower, G-O-W-O-R, on any of these platforms, you will find me. And I would love to hear from you, even if you have some feedback and let me know which one of your podcast episodes was your favorite. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. See you in our next episode.